millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Fair to say there were not a lot of uh, love getting thrown around at some Cowboys men on Saturday night. They were a horrible performance from them, but round one, done and dusted. JT here for the Sunday. It's not a solo pod this time around this year because I've got my good mate and, uh, well, co-leader, co-conspirator, whatever you call him from the Sporting Woods podcast, Timmy. Timmy the Tiger on the line. How are you, champion? Well, you went the uh, the long intro there, mate. I thought, I thought we got our lines crossed, but uh, look. <laughs> I'm I'm doing alright. I mean, I'm never going to say no to life at the outpost, but uh, yeah, I'm doing alright. Tough loss for the Tigers uh, against the Raiders, but uh, Super Coach wise, I'm uh, pretty happy with the squad that I've got, and I think you would be too. Yeah, not too bad. Not too many headaches. Um, obviously, there's some massive scores getting thrown around. Some of the um, the higher owned players in the comps are getting all the uh, all the rage, all the points. So plenty to um, plenty to get through this um, this Sunday night. You and I here. Uh, what did you do though? First, um, obviously, footy's back. Life is back to normal again. How was your um, first week of footy spent? Uh, well, I did go to the Broncos game uh, on Friday night. It was good crowd. Uh, just a tick under 30,000. It was just good to be out. Caxton was was buzzing, so uh, that was good. Uh, no, no, just mangoes, just mangoes, responsible. Ooh, steady. Yeah, steady. Um, but, yeah, and then just Saturday just tuned in for a couple of the games and Sunday capped it off with a Tigers defeat. <laughs> what better way to round out the week? How about you, All mate? Right. How was the listener party? Oh, mate, I had um, basically watched the first five or six games of the round at the pubs with the pig and whistle on Thursday and Friday nights, um, watching all the games there. And Saturday night, the boys from the SC Talk um, Mega Guide all got together, um, including Wenon as well at the, the Norman Hotel. So some stakes were shared. I actually didn't pay for Lakey. So he, I apparently owe him one from last year. And then classic me, I've just gone and paid for myself and um, left him high and dry. So I still owe that bloke a stake there. But they got to witness um, me basically just, um, yeah, sitting in despair watching the Cowboys get rolled 24-0. And you know what the worst part was? We were at the restaurant area of the Norman to watch that game. So every all these families are around just trying to have a nice, relaxing meal, and then you've got the four of us just there like yelling at the TV, me carrying particularly. On. Yeah. Carrying on. Absolute idiots. Um, Supercoat is back. How good. But, uh, pol- apologies to little Timmy and, uh, and um, little Jenny who learned some new interesting words courtesy of a disgruntled Cowboys fan. But... Um, 
Anyway, as I said, not a lot of love given out to some Cowboys men, but plenty to go around for the Supercoach world anyway. So firstly, for you and I, we'll chat about where we landed, um, where some of the scores look like being across some of our head-to-head leagues. So obviously plenty of big, big scores getting posted. Um, we'll quickly talk what you and I are going to change post round one. So whether we're going to hit that delete team button or just make a few little uh, short and sweet changes there. Maybe what we got right, you know, the power of positivity. We we can be a bit negative. Both of our teams have lost here, um, but we'll talk about what we did get right. And then obviously the the rocker flopper and shocker of the week coming back um, with some new fan music, favorite. which I'll introduce. The fan favorite. Oh, absolutely, everyone, everyone loves it. Uh, injury and suspension news are a, a fair bit coming out of today. NRL physio has been uh, tweeting away. He's been such a fantastic resource for all super coaches there. And then of course we'll finish with the game by games, going through the rockers, floppers, and other interesting points coming out of those uh, all those eight games for the round. So firstly, Timmy, how did you fare Supercoach-wise? What did you finish on? Uh, as of now, tonight, Sunday night, it's six of eight games have been updated. So just a couple to come through tomorrow. But where are you sitting? I'm sitting at 1181. Had a disappointing Sunday afternoon game. I was sitting pretty uh, in a lot of our leagues, the Sporting Woods Cup League the uh, and the Imagine Brewing Cup League, but uh, just faltered. Once everyone started looping Teddy, I think that was that was where I went uh, poorly. You still captain Teddy though, so um, eleven eighty one is probably below par. Having a a look there, but um, yeah, what else went wrong? So you said Sunday afternoon you had a, a stack of players. I assume some Tigers and some Raiders. Yeah, um, Papali'i cost me big time that Sinbin at the end, Oof. and um, I did go the pod Luciano Leilua. Um, just just reading the insights into Tigers forums and things like that, he looked primed and ready for a, a big year. And while I thought he played well, uh, just didn't necessarily translate into uh, super coach points. But, um, yeah, that, that's probably where I went wrong. And then just the standard Fusatua, uh, oh, Stains yep. trap, and um, that that's going to be a big one. And, and I'm sure Stains is... A pain for everyone at the moment but um yeah overall I'm, I'm actually okay i think i'm okay yeah i mean that that sort of stuff like papali getting sent in for you right at the, the basic the death of the game was an absolute that would have been a killer that's a you know what 12 15 point turnaround there stains i think you mentioned you you know he's 53 odd percent owned so you know at least half the competition would have played him as well he's playing the cowboys anyone would um imagine the six try hero from last year would get a, a meat pie but um he was still okay out there he still got involved relatively um but just got bundled over the sideline so maybe i'll need to work on some combinations there but yeah i think um the biggest thing for me this week i, I hit a 1267 with those couple of games to update which is okay um having a look around the head-to-head leagues it looks to be around oh, about 10th or 11th across quite a lot of them that i'm in so i think um if you went over 1300 this week i think you've done pretty well um, i was actually just sent a, a screenshot before from sam rolf the winner from a couple of years back who um, said he's never playing with his kids because he has a, a mate who's been playing Supercoach with him for years and years, ever since he's um, he started. And he's in a league with um, him and his young son. Now, the Ralphie and um, his mate have gone steadily, around 12.50 or so. But the son, who's in his uh, first year of Supercoach, I believe, has hit 14.42. Wow. Um, so, yeah, wow. They're, that just goes to show that... Um, if you overthink it sometimes, that could be the, the worst thing you can do because if you're coming in fresh, uh, brand new ideas, brand new flavor in your team, uh, well done, Alex, 1442 and still to update. So, um, geez, that 
uh, will set you apart from the pack early on. But it is early days, Timmy. Uh, what are you doing next week? So obviously Team List uh, Tuesday will come about. Hopefully no major surprises there. But once lockout opens on Monday, what are you doing? Well, my dilemma is I went with the David Warner of the NRL, Mitch Moses, over over Nathan Cleary. Flat-track bully? The flat-track bully, Mitch Moses. Yep. And while uh, he did very well for the five minutes where they got the all the ball and all the uh, calls, um, I think I think what's been very clear to me is that I really need to fast-track getting Cleary in. I was kind of targeting him in the first four to six rounds, but I think that might uh, be fast-tracked um, because I while Paris draw, I'm just having a look at Paris draw, they go, Storm Sharks, Tigers, Dragons, Raiders. I was pretty worried with their performance, and I, I don't know about Parramatta this year after that uh, showing on Friday night. So might try and target some cheap center wingers um, to get the money quicker if I can, but I think fast track clear is the big play for me. That's it. I think he um he had a massive upgrade as well just before we went to air as well. Went from seventy five to a hundred plus. So he was just um yeah, of course. That's un- unfortunately for you, Timmy. Not only clear is a is a stinger, as uh, as our mate Rick would say, but um yeah, he's he's quite heavily owned as well. So I think a lot of people have just splashed the cash, and you see exactly what you're going to get from him. And despite he was you know not that um I've seen much more heavily involved games from Cleary, so it's a scary proposition. For non-owners, so um, yeah, be doing whatever you can to bring him in. Um, you admit, you did mention the cheapy centre wings, mate. That's my big problem. So I've gone nothing but uh, I think all sub three hundred k centre wings, which um, kind of had to to squeeze some of the teddies and clearers and that in my side. Didn't all go to plan. Jason Saab eleven points. Charlie Staines, you mentioned about eighteen. Also, um, I had Fusa too. I forgot I even played him. 20 points um, from the Fuss. Nothing ever changes with him. Um, Tezzy New, 36. That was okay. Um, Jimmy Roberts, 33. There's just a lot of mediocre scores around the, the traps there. And saw the the likes of Rapana today, even Fergo on the weekend as well. Um, some of these guys just... Um, the higher price center wings look like the guy you might need to um, bring into your side soon enough because you can't carry that sort of nonsense scores for that long. Um, Simonson as well, 24, just ordinary Your across mate. the park. So, yeah, my mate, Simo. Copped a, a thumb to the eye in the in the game early on, thought he was gone uh, with an HIA, but did fortunately come back on. But, yeah, outside of that, it's just nothing going in the center wing for those cheap guys there. So, hopefully, with a bit of time, some of them will fall over the line. But, geez, you might need to fast-track a no-fo or someone into your side soon enough um what did you get right timmy well i hate to say this and i hate to bring it up but this is the first time i've not gone without Tamalolo. and again i was i i wanted to pay attention because i'm a big fan of todd payton and i i think eventually he'll do great work up there Um, and i and i think we can all appreciate what he's trying to do um it just missed the mark on saturday night but um and while the trend would be to play him more in the coming weeks as like an overcorrection, I think I think he's playing the long game, and not not having Tamalolo in my team for the first time in uh, what must be five years uh, looks like the right call. It's a very strange scenario that we find ourselves in with him because he's we we knew the minutes were were going to drop down. Todd Payton made no 
um, mystery about that in the offseason. But to have him then come out publicly and, and challenge him and, and call him out for some defensive efforts just shows what I don't know what's going on up north. I mean, in, in one way, it looks like it's a good sign that Lolo's getting singled out. He's a million dollar player, shows everyone else in the side that, um, you know, it doesn't, no one gets played favorites with. Um, you're all on the same level pegging, I guess. So if you stuff up, you stuff up. So in, in that regard, it's good. But for super coach for Lolo, I think this is just uh, basically puts a line through his name for the foreseeable future future so um yep good good effort it was very difficult for me as well not to go with lolo given um he's a cowboys man i love giving my love to him but um yeah unfortunately he looks like someone we might have to pick up in a few weeks time a few months time even um personally going enough over um a guy that was gonna play um in a starting side was what ended up allowing me to loop teddy so yeah. the the 1267 i got was courtesy of a loop as you mentioned um Early doors, but uh, yeah, didn't think I'd be using it in round one. But geez, Teddy, one hundred and sixty. You're not going to ever not loop that. So, thankfully, going a uh, Caleb Milne for the Sharks, who's uh, nowhere to be seen near the starting side, allowed me to to use the VC loophole. So at least one thing went right for me there. Um, but anyway, thankfully, I got the C on either one of Cleary or Teddy. Uh, you're doing pretty well there. All right, mate, back to uh, the, as you said, the fan favorite segment, the Rocker Flopper and Shocker of the Week. And I did mention I've got some new gear, some new tunes. Let's, let's crack it out for the this Go week's for round one Rocker of the Week. Insert generic <laughs> Triple M <laughs> rock I was, about, I was just about to say. It sounds like a radio station that rocks the footy. <laughs> it does. An unnamed radio yeah. station, uh, Triple N or something. Uh, Rock of the Week. Who do you reckon it is? One guess. Oh, uh, James Tedesco? God, Michael Morgan, please. Oh, Did you- sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, Matt, I don't think we need to spend any more time on James Tedesco. I think we all spoke about it. If you were trying to go the other way, and I know the um, our Twitter page, SC Talk Twitter page, did cop some uh, some flack on Saturday night when I think Wenon put up, uh, imagine not owning Teddy. And then a few people tried to come out and defend the call and say they went this guy who got this score and for value for money, Latrell actually did better, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, you've uh, on, got man. Teddy in. Yeah, it's it's uh, points over this whole value for money business. Unless you spent it better, spent it more wisely elsewhere, you uh, you lost out in that regard, not owning Teddy. So find a way before he goes to the million plus. Flopper of the week. Oh, I think- oh sorry. <laughs> I forgot that you were doing gear, mate. My apologies. I forgot about the new soundboard. Can we go again for the listeners? <laughs> I don't think they need to hear that sound again. But there you go. Uh, what's the point in a run sheet? <laughs> oh, well, mate, well, you've got to put insert terrible uh, music here. <laughs> Leave a delay. There's like a two-second yeah, delay. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, our fail of the week, not uh, aside from that there. But uh, Jason Tamalolo, we mentioned 36 points in the end, just seven runs all game uh, and one tackle bust. This is his lowest, second lowest score. Actually, sorry, lowest score since 2015 in a non-injury affected game. So it just goes to show how bad it uh, it was for him, this whole bench rotation. And well, I mean, we didn't have a lot of ball in hand when he was out there either, but um, geez, just not good viewing for any Cowboys or Lolo fans and, and potentially owners out there. So fail of the week, I never thought I'd see the day. It's usually the Anthony Milford Award uh, for, for trying very, very hard. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Tamalolo, you're the fail of the week. And finally, the shocker of the week. And just because I didn't actually pick up any music, I'll just play this sweet sound. 
yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why that's the shocker of the week sound, but I nonetheless. Woodstock, mate. There you go, Daniel Saifidi, 128 points. So the shocker of the week is the guy that no one really expected to go this large, came out of nowhere, 3% owned. So not a lot of uh, not a lot of love for Saifidi, who had a pretty good year supercoach-wise and also saw himself break into the Origin arena last year as well. Um, around 50 points in base as well, which is very handy from him. Uh, so there's a couple of tries there were absolute gold for him. Um, 3% owned. So, yeah, there's a lot of other guys getting some more ownership in that front row rotation there. So people might be looking at Saifidi in a couple of weeks' time for a quick cash upgrade. Uh, quick around the grounds with some injury and suspension news, mate. There's a, a couple of uh, bigger ones here. So Jake Friend copped a very nasty HIR. I think, is it his third in, what, six months? Oh, at, yes, but overall it's got to be approaching 10, surely. Yeah, it's he's not had a good run with that, and particularly being in the side with um, Boyd Cordner as well. We know how... Uh, mindful the Chooks can be of their players and their well-being. So, you know, with the, that history in there, it could be a, a more extensive stint on the sideline for Jake Friend than uh, than we might initially think here. Just a nasty knock for him. And also Adam Kieran. So he picked up a wrist injury two to four weeks for him. So interestingly enough, on the Sunday New South Wales Cup game, they pulled Freddie Lussick out, the sort of backup deputy dummy half there. Um, looks likely to act as cover for him next week. So we'll get a starting spot there. Sam Verrills, they are trying to brace him uh, him back from that ACL injury last season. But um, geez, you wouldn't want to push that too much there. Some of the other games, Ewan Aitken for the Warriors new signing, uh, limped off with an ankle injury, looking at possibly a week there. Matty Lodge, um, interesting enough for super coaches because he was gone very early in the game here. Hamstring, but a grade one hamstring tear, two to four weeks. Kind of stings. Did you own him? Yes. Of course I did. Ah, bugger. Yeah, that's uh, not ideal for owners there because this was the time he was going to reap the rewards of Payne Haas not being there. So without um, you know, without that extended run in the starting spot, Lodge could find himself back on the bench and basically out of commission as a super coach option from, uh, yeah, in a few weeks' time. So he might be on the chopping block earlier than many thought. Um, Asiata and Coates, uh, they did not look in a good way on the game here, but uh, fortunately only got a zero to one week neck burner uh, diagnosis here. So did you see that try? You would have. You were at the game. Did, Coates, uh, yeah, it was. My down, God, it was down the other end of the field, but the. Re- Plays looked like he literally, his head was about to separate from his body. Um, awful. It was an awful, but it was just unlucky. That's rugby league. But yeah, mm. it wasn't pretty to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, before that, he was in such good form as well. Milf even um, laced on a few balls and, and kicks for him as well to score and those acrobatic dives. They were going to bound to do this at one point there. So horrible landing for uh, for Coates, but he shall be back. Uh, for the Knights, Kurt Mann and Bradman Best picked up some injuries. Kurt Mann, the more serious of the two with a knee injury, looking at three to six weeks on the sideline there. Pushing Connor Watson, uh, he was moved to the bench before the game and had to come in to relieve Mann from his duties there. So it looks to be where Watson will play over the next uh, month or so while, while Kurt Mann is gone. And Brabham Best, hopefully just one to two weeks for him on the sideline there. They're already down on troops, so they wouldn't want Best to be out for too long. For the Rabbitohs, Tom Burgess had a similar injury to Asiata there, that um, shoulder neck burner. Uh, all reports are he's probably good to go from next week, so nothing too serious for him. Cody Ramsey today picked up a, an ankle injury in the game against the Sharks, sort of limped off late in the piece, but um, might be a little better than most thought at the time, so he could be back next week as well. Um, and finally, for suspension news, Angus Crichton, I didn't see the uh, tackle in question here, but he's facing up to two weeks if he's found guilty 
of this uh, this crusher tackle here at one week with an early guilty plea. So um, swings and roundabouts for Supercoach. He hits about 100 points and then uh, goes straight out the door the next week. Are you a uh, you an owner? No, I'm not. I um, But it, it didn't look great. So I, I think he should take the early plea and it would just be the one week. So hopefully not mm. too much damage for the owners out there. Well, that's it. We can take one week on the sideline from from Big Gussie. We'll just have to make sure there's a second row replacement who can bang out 100 points in his uh, in his absence. I'm sure I'll find one. Mate, the game by game. So let's start going through them. As we said, the Rockers, Floppers, and other interesting points from the round here. So Thursday night, Storm 26 defeating the Rabbitohs 18. Um, really, this game had a, a couple of stories to it. So the battle of the fullbacks, um, Ryan Pappenhausen, 124 points, and Latrell 117 duking it out here so uh fair few obviously going with pappy is the goal kicking option um he nailed a few of those but latrell had his uh had his interest as well before this game so both of them basically uh yeah did as, as well as each other there pappy a couple of tries and latrell setting one up scoring one of his own um you've got to be happy either side of that but um did latrell look to you like a, a player who maybe has um fired up a little in the off season maybe getting a little bit more involved than we're used to and does it make him an option down the track? I think we're seeing the game change so much just in the first round. So I don't want to go too philosophical into rugby league, but Latrell Mitchell looks like a, a player that needs to get the ball as often as possible. Um, mm. So, I, I mean, they've, they're loaded. They've got Cody Walker um, and Reynolds uh, also uh, – South's best player on Thursday night, Benji Marshall. Um, <laughs> but I just, I think I think he's in for a great season. Um, it, it's kind of a shame they played Melbourne to start off with. So, mm. um, and that they got ambushed. Let's be fair, but uh, I, I really like Latrell. Uh, I think yeah. he would be a very good option in Supercoach this year, just because of the way the game's going to be played. No, it's an interesting point there. What did you make of uh, Benji Marshall coming on for that stint? I, I thought he was honestly just there to fill in for injury, but he came on and played sort of as that um, third ball maker, like playmaker, I should say. Like uh, he was, he was pretty handy. Oh, mate, don't need to tell me. <laughs> um, but I, I, honestly, I, I think the way that the way the game is going to be played, you know, is going to be vastly different. Um, bringing in that, you know, the original Connor Watson style 13, guys like Victor Radley are going to be very good. Um, two hookers, I think, is, is the way to go as well. Slash that 14 player on your bench has got to be adaptable for multiple roles. Just because, you know, you get these set restarts and you go straight through the middle, it's really going to help those players that can be, you know, uh, get it, get, uh, sorry, play off the cuff and, and you know, inject themselves in. So I, I think that that's where it's going to go. Those skill players are going to be at a premium, but they also need to play down the middle. So, yeah, I, I, I like having that three on. Obviously, the downside is the defense, but South did quite well when Benji came on, like, to be fair, um, after the ambush. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how each team plays it. 
Yeah, that's it. There's a lot of chefs in the kitchen for both of these sides there. So Munster, obviously, um, for, for the Storm there, was you know, targeted as the linchpin of the side, the attacking structure this year as well. So interested to see how he goes. He got 71 points here, um, including an early try. So it's a bit um, it's a bit sort of more of the same for uh, Munster. He's, he's one of those guys that can go large in short spurts there. He'll score a try and then sort of regress out of the game for a while and then chime in at the death with a line break assist or something like that, which is kind of what happened here. So he actually got outpointed in the end by Cody Walker, who, uh, who nabbed 84. So I went Walker over Munster. Um, not too unhappy with that. I was a little con- <coughs> excuse me, concerned about how uh, Latrell's impact would affect um, Cody Walker, given Walker had pretty much half the season last year without him in that side. So uh, thankfully, they all gelled together despite the Rabbitohs getting done here. So that was good signs. Jai Arrow was a big surprise for me in his uh, first stint for the Bunnies. Got 70 points in around uh, 45 minutes. So 56 in base, playing through the middle there. He, uh, he got five busts and an offload. He definitely outshone Murray for me, 53 in 74 minutes. So Jai Arrow, obviously everyone's looked away with that bench spot, but um, geez, if he can force his way into the starting side here, you've got to pick him up, right? Absolutely. And Wayne Bennett coach sides don't necessarily have high offload rates. So Hmm. uh, again, I I feel like this is part of the adaptation of the new rules where offloads and second phase are going to be vital uh, for a team to win uh, in the NRL. So yeah, I mean it's it's arrowed like he's been there before. Um, hopefully, you know, given a license to do the same for the rest of the year, he's probably someone we'll all need to be looking into. A couple of other guys here who had some super coach interest as well for this one as we round out that game. So Christian Welsh, fifty-two in fifty minutes, he smacked down James Hooper in the week, which is probably his most impactful. Um, super coach stat done there. Well done, Christian. Um, Brandon Smith, 45 in about 70 odd minutes. Um, they were, yeah, both of those guys were quite quiet. Um, thought some extra points there given the loss of Harry Grant early doors, but, uh, didn't quite translate there. Although Christian Welsh dropped a ball off, uh, a short ball off Brandon Smith over the line late in the game, which would have been massive for owners of those guys. Um, and the really disappointing ones out of here for me, Damien Cook, 36 points, and Josh Mansell, 15. So Mansell I had targeted. He was an A in the mega guide. I was all over him to start this one. I thought he'd come out the door flying, but uh, couldn't get much going at all. And Damien Cook, geez, he's just regressed a little in this game, I feel. Like he's uh, still a you, – you look at him and he, he does the darting runs and he's always putting pressure on, but it just is not translating anymore to super coach points when he's not taking the hit-ups himself. So uh, worrying signs if you splashed a lot of cash in that uh, in that hooking spot there. Second game of the round, Knights and the Dogs. The Knights getting uh, off to a bit of a quiet start here before completely overpowering the Dogs here. Um, big scores for some of their guys, though. Daniel Safidi, he was the shocker of the week, 128 points, a couple of tries there in 60 minutes. But uh, a couple of guys here, Mitch Barnett, um, he was huge, 105 points, a try, six goals and three offloads, played out the full 80 on the edge as well. So he outpointed the likes of uh, likes of Maddo and even Angus Crichton this week, which was huge from him. Jaden Braley, 86 points in 75 minutes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, 80 minutes. He played the full full game. One try assist in that time as well, That uh, one of those crash balls to Saifidi. And David Clemmer, 82 points, basically all in base and a couple of offloads in around 74 minutes. So a lot of those guys, now, I haven't looked much at the Knights at all, but are you starting to rethink that maybe even 
uh, Mitch Barnett, while he's goal kicking with Ponger out, that could be huge. Uh, you're not wrong there, but I thought I've generally bought in to David Clemmer. Uh, I've yep. been high on uh, Clemmer stocks, but this year I, I just thought not, this might be the year, but uh, proved a lot of people wrong. I'd love to know what his ownership um, rate is. I don't have it off the top there. Sorry, Juzzy, to put you under the pump. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great performance and somewhat, you know, Barnett as well, kicking goals, literally, and figuratively. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, it, I suppose it just depends on how high you're on the Knights as well. It was the Bulldogs, though, so does it get the asterisks? Well, Lakey reckons they've got a pretty good run coming up, despite all the, um, you know, the loss of Ponga and the the Pierce scenario off field and all that sort of gear. Um, they've still got a, a decent run coming up as well. So if so, you, you back them in, yeah. Sorry, Jazzy, mm. I got their next five games. It's Warriors, Tigers, Dragons, Gold Coast, Sharks. Yeah. So none of those teams should really scare the Knights. No, I mean for a guy like Clemmer, I don't think it goes up or down depending on the team he plays. I think he generally keeps a pretty consistent base there but a guy like mitch barnett um yeah he could really benefit off some uh, weak defensive edges so a couple of those sides in there maybe not so much the warriors but um you know a couple of those sides in there could give up some handy points on the edge there so if he's kicking a few goals as he did here um be plenty of new owners over the next couple of weeks you did mention the bulldogs as an asterisk though a little yeah i, I was disappointed in them i'd say the fans were more so obviously but um they did get off to a decent start they were winning this game at one point um before completely falling away but they had a few initially at the the you know pre-season we'd basically said the dogs are completely irrelevant for super coach but then round one hit and there were a bunch of guys in that side who we thought oh maybe i'll uh maybe i'll sneak them in some mid-range uh forwards here especially let's go through them Josh Jackson, 57 points in 74 minutes. He's found a new role in the middle of the park there. Been basically irrelevant for a couple of years, Supercoach-wise, but some new love, newfound love for him there. Didn't quite translate into huge points, but that's probably a pass mark. But a couple of guys here, Corey Waddell, 44 points in 53 minutes. Ogden, 39 and 51. And Hetherington, 35 and 57, all under-delivered. If you're like me, um, I don't know if you tried to squeeze any of these guys in. Thankfully, I went uh, elsewhere. But um, were they in? Did they feature in your lineup? And are you ever going to trust a dog again? Uh, I had Jackson up until Wednesday, uh, and then I changed it out and pulled the trigger on Luciano. So um, I was thinking about it, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jackson's always going to get your base, but. Uh, yeah, is he is he priced well enough? I think he was around that four ninety, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was a Again, little more to put you under the pump, mate. I think he was around four seventy. Uh, so much under the pumping, mate. Please, oh, sorry. This is, a, <laughs> this is a professional podcast, and you will come prepared. <laughs> no, but that's uh, it. It was he's definitely his lowest price in a, in a few years there, and Jackson as well. We know he's a pretty handy enough play. He's not going to do anything special there, but anyway, tackling up around the the ruck area, he's not going to miss them. So you'd imagine the base would continue to be floating at that level there. So he'll be he'll be an option going forward if he uh, if he can build on the, that. Initial Initial score there. A guy I keep my eye on though is RFM for Tyler Mariner. So they were easing him back in to the the fold here. He was off the bench. Um, that's 
that's probably why Waddell got a start there. Um, he got 22 points in 35 minutes, so they are just easing him back in. Hopefully a few more stints on the bench should be good for his price in a few weeks' time because when he comes on, he tends to find the line just an unreal amount of times. So RFM, keep him in your calculations going forward. All right, Tim, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back to do the remaining six games of round one. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All righty, back here to do the last six games. And a game that you were at here, mate, the Broncos 16 going down to the Eels 24. So it was a tale of two halves for these guys. But uh, who impressed you for the Eels? No one. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Mm, Like we were expecting Maddo to go well. Um, uh, What did Gutho get, 75? Yep. But like he's so far down the pecking order at fullback because he's not really an option for most people. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I, I did have Mitch. I do have Mitch Moses in my team, and again, he had a terrific five minutes when everything was going for him. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Matto is still a set and forget. I, I, I think you can keep him in, but I don't really have. Oh, mate, sixty-seven points, and he looked as you said quiet. Did not get heavily involved. Threw three offloads though. Yeah, I suppose the other guy was Reed Marnie. Didn't he? I, I don't know his, um full score, but what was it? it was 134 he updated yeah. to, 134. What's huge. his ownership? That's good. Oh, mate, it would be, there. yeah, it would be around that mark there. But I've had a quick look because I, I picked him up in a draft league I'm in, so I thought um, he's playing 80 minutes, why not? Um, 134, though, huge. I had a quick look at his stats here, just saying at 478K playing 80 minutes, should he be more of an option just to even ignoring this 130? But the last two seasons here, he's only averaged 52 so despite playing huge minutes, around 72 across those two seasons, he's still just not scoring consistently or consistently large. So just uh, under a quarter of his games over the last two years have been over 60-plus. So potentially this could be a um, massive trap potential here, but obviously his cash is going to go up in a few weeks' time with this 130 floating in the average. But I think just just be a bit wary about a guy like Reed Marnie. Had a, a meat pie here and set up, set one or two up, but um, could crash back to earth down at the line there. A um, couple of other guys that disappointed for Para as well. Mike Sivo, 33, and Wonga Blake, 38. These guys are pretty handy on their day, but, geez, that day is a long time ago. Um, Wonga Blake's never really been a, a consistent option here, but Mike Sivo, um, I don't know what's going on there. Just can't, can't get into the games anymore and, and uh, isn't scoring. 
Tezzy New for the Broncos on the other side, 36. Basically, everyone had him in their side, so that's fine. Um, got smashed all night, though. Um, 15 runs he had below 8 metres. So that's, you know, just 15 points as opposed to what could have been 30. So that that uh, hopefully is going to build on that going forward. Jordan Rickey, he was quiet, 40 points. Um, it wasn't paying too much attention. Did you notice him much out there? Um. In terms of rugby league, I thought he had a really great game. Like it was his first real test, you know. To be to be honest, but I thought he did did okay. Um, I just don't know how it's going to translate over into super coach points. I mean, he again one of the uh, more popular owners, and I think he is. I think Kevy's going to play him. I don't think there'll be too much mucking around with him. I think they've found something with him. They're going to give him mm. a chance. Um, but Tessie knew it is noticeably smaller than everyone else out there, and they really targeted him in defense and in attack. They dominated mm. when he had the ball as well. Yeah, he's, he has been growing in the offseason. Everyone's talked about that um, bulking up, but he's obviously still got a way to go um, to develop that body into a full sort of center mold. A bit like um, Hamiza at Hammer Time for the Cowboys. We've uh, sort of pigeonhole these guys into center spots so the bodies still need a, a little bit of filling out to go so hopefully for new you can warm into that because 36 isn't much uh, much to sneeze at there that's uh, that's relatively handy for a cheap center um a couple of other guys before we move on to the next one isaiah Papali. he probably was um one of the para's best players when he was out there um so on uh, on the trade from the Warriors last season, he started off the bench here and um, I reckon outshone the likes of Matto and even Nathan Brown, who scored just 55. Um, plenty of love for him. But uh, Isaiah Papali, if he uh, can keep that form up, might just have the likes of Sean Lane, even Nathan Brown, uh, looking over their shoulders, which would be good for the Eels. Um, and the only other couple I've got down here, plenty will be jumping on David Mead, uh, ex-Titan, 77 points at 203K. Um, I have no idea why I didn't even, uh, I don't think I ever recall mentioning this bloke's name in the in the offseason. So he's got a starting spot there, um, played very well for the Broncos. Um, obviously, a few cavalry to return stags and that, that sort of thing down the line, but it's a fair way away. So 203K could be a very handy downgrade and like i mentioned at the top some of these mid-range or higher range priced center wings uh one of them was blake ferguson who wasted no time scoring this year took him a a fair while last season but um dotted down um did the the fake tough guy hustle push and shove at the end of this try as well but um he would have looked good live mate oh he there's always something going on with fergo isn't there even just watching him when he's on the sidelines or anything like that, it, it's good entertainment. But 353K uh, could be unders, but uh, I don't know. I'm just seeing Parramatta live. I don't know. Hmm. Well, in any case, he looked a lot more involved than his opposite on the field there, Mike Acevo. So, yeah. So, if you're, you're going to jump on a para player, if they have a good run, it might be Blake Ferguson this year. A very surprising result here in the next game. Warriors 19 defeating the Titans 6. Surprising in that I expected a lot more out of the Titans here. So I don't know if you saw this game, but um, very sloppy, sort of quiet outing in the first um, first half. It took a long time for either of these sides to get 
on the board here, but um, it ultimately led to a lot of quiet scores uh, for Supercoach. So of, a, of some of the notable players in this game, Torhu Harris played sixty, played 80 minutes and got 66 points. A uh, mix of edge in the middle, just like last year. Uh, for Newell Blake, new signing for them, 65 points in 56 with three offloads. So more of the same for him. Uh, those minutes are, are pretty handy first game back, so he should be building on that. Brimson, AJ, got a uh, very late try assist there to boost him to 64. Um, like all the – there's a lot of premier fullbacks in the competition there. He's probably scored at the lower end super coach wise so I'd be keeping an eye on him if you're potted up with him. Dave Fafita, do you own this guy? Uh, no, I went uh, t- Big Tino. Big Tino. Everyone's uh, sort of tossed up between both of them. Um, most went Tino. Ended up being uh, Dave Fafita, got the same, same score as him. Did you watch this game? I did. Um, interesting that came out. Fafita was in hospital. Yes. Uh, prior to this match, so great effort. Um, Sixty and what seventy odd minutes. Um, I don't know. I just again, I, I actually tipped the Warriors in this game just because I thought I think that the Titans still need time to gel and figure it out. And Tino playing bigger minutes and being relied upon, uh, and mm-hmm. also Fafita for that matter. Um, playing big minutes and, and being the guy. I, I didn't think it was going to happen straight away. And also Brimson coming off the uh, Liz Frank and things like that. So, yeah, I, I thought there was too many question marks. Um, but you've got to still be positive. I, I thought there was enough signs there to like uh, Tino and Fafita moving forward anyway, but it just just didn't cl- all click and come together in the first round. No, you make a, a pretty good some pretty good points there, mate. The fact that the, there was a lot going on for the Titans in the lead up to this game, so maybe we are just overshooting expectations to start with, both NRL and uh, Supercoach wise. But um, yeah, Tino, I think did uh, did his job anyway. He was he was quiet-ish, but um, knocking up sixty points is nothing to uh, nothing to sneeze at, as I've said a couple of times. But um, yeah, Dave Fafita, maybe watch over the next couple of weeks if you own him before making any calls, because as you said, in hospital, I think it was at hospital. Oh yeah, I think he was on a drip and stuff. That yeah, Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so horrible uh, way to prepare for the game. So still knocking out sixties is uh, is great stuff. A um, couple others not so good in this one. Brian Kelly. He uh, he was one of those guys. If you didn't go cheap in the center wing, maybe you looked at him as a premium option. Uh, Forty seven points and was saved by late offload line break assist. Um, as he did a lot last year. So thankfully not the worst score from him there, but some others here, CHT, Harris Tevita, and um, uh, Jamal Fogarty uh, got 40. So for both of them, they had pretty quiet outings. Some people had gone the mid-range option here in the halves, given both uh, we expected to goal kick. CHT's picked up an injury uh, leading into the game, so I think it was quad. So he gave the duties over to Nikarima. He might get them back from next week. But Jamal Fogarty only kicked the one goal because that's all they scored. But um, for them, they were you know, quiet. They're still going to warm into their role, I think. But, uh, yeah, disappointing for any owners of those guys. And finally, Fusatua. Tour. Jesus. Yeah, is this guy ever actually going to score consistently or we, we've just fallen for one of the great traps? Option B, mate. <laughs> Trap City. Trap City. Just fall, fall over the line, like just just once or twice. This Warriors side looked pretty good um, this year based off this um, this game here so if they can get on a roll surely at some point he's not going to do it in runs because he just never does so hopefully they get the ball out to him at some stage there 
Roosters getting the job done comfortably over Manly 46-4 here. Teddy, we've spoken about him at the top. No need to keep going for him. But some other guys that uh, sort of live off his uh, collateral damage there. Brett Morris, 125 points. He was a guy last year that everyone just expected. He's 700 years old and he just keeps churning it out. Like, what's the secret? I don't know. He's, he's drinking the Benjamin Button Kool-Aid, I think. It, it, <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. No, exactly right. And when he was on last year, when the Roosters were on, he inevitably benefited. So, again, a huge price to pay early in the year. But maybe just want a, a key to some of this um, this Roosters action here. So, I've got uh, Crichton and Teddy as my lone Roosters players. But do, I, do you reckon we just start getting um, as many as we can in there? Just talks, I should mention. Torquiaho, I've got him as well. But, um, geez, if you can squeeze some of those um, those guys into your side there. Because the Roosters, like, I expected them to start a little slowly. Did you expect 46 to 4? Uh, I did, but not because of the Roosters, because of Manly. True. Um, but one guy that you've got here um, that I, I love, but I just can never trust him as a super coach option is Tupanua. Mm. Um, he... I don't know. It, it, he kind of goes in and out. He doesn't have that consistency. He did score a try. But, yeah, I don't know. He's probably a guy that you – again, it's more rugby league over super coach. It's, uh, he's obviously benefiting being in that Boyd Cordner role there, but um, historically he's just never shown enough of a base output. So well, he does tend to find the line. Obviously the Roosters, when they rack up these scores, they go down his edge and he'll, like he did on Saturday night, find a uh, find a way over. But without that try there, he falls back to sort of a 30, mid-30s, mid-40s guy with his base, which um, you know isn't awful. But at the end of the day, if you're relying heavily on attacking stats, it becomes a bit stressful. But, you know, he's, uh, he's 400K, so he's not um, exactly... Exactly going to break your bank. So again, he's a he's an avenue into this rooster side, but didn't show me anything that I didn't expect. So more of the same for him. Doesn't get a lot of uh, lot of work done out there, but will benefit now and again. Um, somewhat surprising though, TKO's forty six minutes, uh, which did yield six seventy six points, but uh, boosted by again a junk time line break assist try assist to Crichton. So great value for uh, for any owners of both of them there. Um, obviously with the goal kicking that helps as well 16 points from goals but without those uh, those tries this line break assist in the goals he falls back to 40 points in base so we talked about a guy like Dave Clemmer at the top there who basically got 80 points just in base um, whereas TKO not a lot of minutes there and uh, yeah not a lot of work done but I mean, to be fair, when it's forty-six to four, you often don't have the ball. Uh, you're watching uh, your team kick goals, or in, in Teddy's case, miss them horrendously. So, uh, anyway, for for TKO, hopefully a boost in those minutes going forward. Nothing really else for for Manly there. Their top scorer was Jerbo, sixty-one from eighty points. Do you feel sorry for him? Not at all. Fair enough, classic Manly. Um, and then some really bad scores. Uh, Jason Saab, 11 points. If you did loop uh, Teddy, you were like me and you had to cop this guy's 11 points in your side there. So that's the price of looping. Uh, I guess just captain him from the start, idiot. Uh, Lachlan Lamb, 26, had one force dropout. So plenty were looking at him as that either hooking or 5 eighth option there. He's relatively cheap. Um, but 26 points, everyone else was doing the work, but not him. And Lockie Croker, um, he couldn't, show much for the uh, 80 minutes he played at hooker here um that intrigued a few people there the the allure of an 80 minute hooker but geez 31 points that's uh that's horrible levels of base anything else in this game mate 
Uh, not in this game, but Roosters related. Sam Walker looks an absolute superstar uh, playing in reserve grade. And yep. uh, Suwali as well, uh, heavily involved um, in reserve grade. I don't know what the go is with Suwali uh, in terms of eligibility, but um, I think Sam Walker will be playing first grade sooner rather than later. No, great, uh, great point indeed. I actually flicked that game on just because um, there's nothing else on and get some rugby league on the screen. And um, yeah, I kind of wish I didn't because I was watching that game. I did see Suwali pluck a, a ball out of the air and dot down and Sam Walker doing some good stuff. And then I happened to watch, um, I will not attempt to pronounce his name, sorry, mate, but a, a manly player on the fringe there just picked up this horrible wrist um, injury. I don't know if you oh, saw. Oh, you know, the elbow. Oh, the, was it the elbow? Yes, I, I yes. turned it on. And yeah, it was oh, sickening. Um, the player actually got sent, sent off. So it was uh, while this manly player was was trying to tackle one of the um, the North Sydney guys, and they've chicken winged him and, and dragged him to the ground. And he's tried to reach his arm out to, to prop himself up, and it's just gone the wrong way. Um, horrible stuff there. But uh, yeah, New South Wales Cup, a fair bit of a fair bit of a back of action going on there. Zero time I want to spend on this game here, mate. Panthers 24 defeating the Cowboys nil. Watch this live from the Norman, as I said. And, uh, yeah, tried to hold back a few expletives. Didn't go so well. For the Penrith guys, though, where if you are similar to the Roosters, had a piece of these um, gentlemen, you were doing pretty well. Nathan Cleary, you don't own him, unfortunately, but 103 points. Um, yeah, raising the bat in a game where I thought he was quite quiet. Um, all things considered, it just shows how good this guy is. And Jerome Lewis, 79 points. Um, interestingly enough, they continue to show that despite one going large, it doesn't mean the other uh, halves partner won't. So they have a, a pretty uh, pretty good recipe together with um, with these sort of big scores here. So more good signs if you went either or both of them. Um, for the, the Penrith guys, a fair bit of Supercoach interest in their forwards. So if you look around at some of the minutes, and maybe this is a reflection of the game itself and the fact it was quite a comfortable win in the end for the pennies, but some interesting minutes across the board here. Capewell, Yo, and JFH all played over an hour, but some big stints on the sideline for Coruscant. Just 48 minutes on the park, replaced by Tyrone May. And Moses Leota, 34 minutes, replaced by Spencer Leniu. So good news for super coaches there. Obviously, Leota's too high-priced, but Spencer Leniu, he was sort of bottom dollar uh, front rower there, who a lot of people stuck into their side, ended up with around 40-odd points in those minutes. So it just goes to show the difference in work rate between him and Leniu is, uh, between him and Leota, I should say, is uh, is quite high. So more the merrier for Spencer. And Billy Kickow, 43 points, replaced. Uh, Placed by Liam Martin. Are you ever going to go near Kickow again? He's he's fallen way off the radar. No, I mean I love Kickow as a player, but you you just can't trust him at at a super coach level at all. No, just no minutes. The coach doesn't seem to want to play him out there. He still has those big involvement plays. Still steamrolls the defender, and then we'll uh, we'll just go off the park for 20, 30 minutes at a time. So I can't work him out. He's uh, he's basically untouchable. He's an impact player, mate. Impact mm. player. What, uh, what they're trying to do with Lolo. Um, Capewell and Yo, their scores were boosted by tries, um, but with less tackling to do across um, across a game like this with I think they had 60-odd possession, percent possession in, uh, in this game here. There wasn't a lot of base stats going around for some of these guys. Kurt Capewell, um, I don't think you started with him. No, I wanted to, uh, and that first try uh, was not great, but so, again, someone on the radar should be on everyone's radar. 
Mm. He's uh, yeah, that dual second row center wing, but um, I thought a little too high priced. And even with the the try here, if without, I mean, you, know, you can't take these stat these stats away from them. But uh, despite the try, still only got around sixty eight. So without it, he falls back a little bit. But I guess it's this Penrith side; they're gonna they're gonna score tries. Um, similarly, Brian To'o, he was uh, basically untouchable. Eighty four points from him, seven busts, two line breaks, and a try. Big winner out of the back line there. Um, some quiet players in Charlie Staines and um, and Stephen Crichton, but To'o, as people expected, went ballistic. Uh, Dylan Edwards, again, fullbacks. What's going on? 96 points. Um, somewhat of a forgotten man at 600K in that position, but, um, geez, we need like four or five spots here. Um, and then very briefly on the Cowboys, mate, the fact that Reese Robson was our top scorer of 55 shows exactly where we're kind of at. Um, we, we've talked a little bit about flopper of the week. Tell Malolo there. So I don't want to talk about the boys anymore, Matt. Anything you want to say on the cows? Uh, Morgan needs to get his hands on the ball a bit more. Um, I just don't think Clifford's up to it. Um, and I think they need to get Morgan more on the ball. Um, you know, and hopefully that increases his usage for you, mate. Did you end up keeping him in your side? Of course I did, mate. 45, though. I can't, uh, you know, it's not the worst from a game that was terrible. Yeah. So, but I but think he needs I, to play seven if he's going to be a long-term asset and not just for Cowboys-heavy fans. Second last game of the round and, and one that you had quite a lot of Supercoach players in. Raiders getting the job done over the Tigers here, mate. Similarly, do you want to talk much about the Tigers? Oh, I think there was a lot from a Supercoach perspective to talk about. Take me through it. Little playing 80 minutes, that was huge. Um, hmm. The only problem is uh, Dewey comes back next week. So what happens with the whole Laurie and Mbai? Um, Surely you situation. shift Mbai to 14, by 14. Yes. So does that mean Little plays less than 80 next week? Or do they hmm. do the Benji Marshall style thing at South? that South did on Thursday and play him. So um, I don't know if that 70 is going, if that 80 minutes is going to be uh, a regular thing for him. Yep. Uh, but I think Dane Laurie needs to be in the starting side and hopefully everyone's jumped on him as a cheapie because I think he's going to see heavy involvement and move up, uh, move up the ranks pretty quickly. Uh, he looked really good. Um, one of your better players there, I thought, despite only getting around 40-odd in Supercoach there. Uh, what did you make of Nofaluma? 58 points, got a late try. Um, didn't seem as heavily involved as he has in the past there. Was he going to warm into it? Well, he's never been a consistent try scorer. He's mm. always relied upon that base. And then last year, not that it flipped, but he did start scoring a, a hell of a lot more tries. Um, I mean, are you disappointed with 58? Probably not, but yeah, I don't know. It was noticeable that he wasn't in and around it a lot, particularly coming out of um, the Tigers' own half. So yeah, I mean, you've picked him for a reason. He scored a try. You can't really ask for too much more, I suppose. A couple of other guys of interest here on your side as well. Alex Twal got through an hour playing at lock there, did um, did. Twelve things. Just got fifty six points in that time, but some new recruits there who um, who picked up some interest. So, firstly, Joe O fifty one in forty three minutes, and James Roberts thirty four. Um, I thought Roberts was actually okay. I don't know what uh, what you made of him there, but I like the fact he was searching in the middle of the field for the ball. It was good to see rather than just parking himself 
on the edge there and just being passive. He was actually in and around trying to get some some things done. Did you did you rate him? Yeah, he had a couple of errors, but they were in the middle of the park looking for the ball. So yeah. uh, that that was great to see. It just didn't again didn't translate into super coach, but. Uh, I think he's reasonably priced if you want to take a stab at him because he does look like he wants the ball and wants to make those hard runs. So, yeah, it could be an option there. Yeah, attitude was the thing I needed to see fixed and that um, definitely looked the case there. So hopefully he can find the line over the next few weeks. Um, On the other flip side, the Raiders, they did quite well in this game after a slow start for them, but um, plenty of them went big. George Williams, 95, took the goal-kicking duties over and laid on three tries. He was a guy a lot sort of pushed to the side when they were looking at CHT or Jamal Fogarty with the goal-kicking and all that. But, um, geez, George Williams, if you landed on him, how good a result for you. Um, Joe Tarpany, 86 from just 42 minutes with the try assist, two line breaks assist, six busts and two offloads. So just classic Tarpany stats there. Um, not a lot of time. I'm not sure what the go was there. Um, 42 minutes is not ideal, but geez, quality over quantity there. And Hudson Young, uh, he paid the full 80 and got 86 points with the try. So he was a relatively mid-range priced kind of guy there. So if you went either Tarpanay or Hudson Young, geez, you've reaped the benefits there. And Jordan Ruppiner, he looked back to, I was, I was sort of wondering whether we'd see a return to the Ruppiner of old, and I think we might. Um, last year, you probably write off because he was coming back from that um, inferior uh, rugby code there and, and trying to get his body back into shape. But Ruppiner there, did he impress you? Uh, he always plays well against the Tigers. No surprise, two tries there. Um, <laughs> but he played center a lot last year. And yeah. I think now that he's back on the wing, on the right side, an easy warm-up game in round one, I I think he could be that sort of mid-range guy that really excels. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I was actually tossing up whether to go him as well. It was looking at either him or Fergo um, in that side there at that sub 400k. Ended up cheaping out and going James Roberts and upgrading Fui Maono to uh, to Joe O before the round. So, you know, much of a muchness, but I'm, I'm kind of regretting that I didn't have uh, a Jordan Ruppiner with that 77 points. I reckon he could be back to uh, back to some good form here. A um, couple of bad things to close out on this game here. Obviously, Josh Papali getting Sinbin on full-time would have been just the icing on the cake that you didn't want or eat. Um, sorry, Timmy. And then Josh Hodgson, 34 points in 80 minutes. So the big question mark was uh, how he would go in those bigger minutes. We thought, um, I thought he'd be eased back in but um geez he's he's fallen off the radar a lot in super coach there and again just he doesn't have the attacking involvement that he did when he was once a super coach option so he was very passive out there were you um did you get close to owning him at all i did uh but again coming back from from the injury and also no starling mm. um i can't remember if he's suspended or not i don't think oh, yeah off field stuff it's yeah. off field court case or something yeah but, uh, yeah, I think it was too much to put on him in, in the first game and then, again, didn't need to do too much towards the back end when the game was sewn up. So it, it, it was a good first hit out for him. But I think uh, Canberra are a team that could go down that two-hooker um, game plan and have both mm. on at the same time, and I think that's where he's really going to pick it up. So uh, it might sound counterintuitive, but I just just from the way that, the games were played in the first round. I think Josh Hodgson's a guy that could really excel with these new rules. It might just take a bit longer than we think um, post-ACL. 
Last game of the round here, mate, and we'll get through it quickly because there was not a lot to love from an NRL or Supercoach perspective here. Not a lot of players in the Dragons, uh, 18 to 32 lost to the Sharks here, so we'll go through them quickly. Matty Moylan, 56 with a try assist and a try contribution. He was pretty handy. He had a couple of early busts as well, I assume. Did you go him? Uh, I did, reluctantly. But... Right, we'll take that 56 and no uh, injury. No absolutely. Injury. But he got through it. There's another guy as well that got through it. That's a miracle. Fingers crossed he keeps that up and those hamstrings tighten and don't burst. Uh, Fui Maono, 38, he was moved to the edge despite being named Lock. Uh, he did throw a couple of offloads, but very underworked again. He just has a horrible base game. Got spelled for Merrin early in the game before coming on basically almost immediately for Josh Kerr, who had an HIA. played Did play sometime through the middle there, but um, otherwise was just very, very quiet again. Um, had some expectations for Blake Laurie, who is uh, starting prop again. I thought maybe he'll pick up some slack uh, now that they've lost a couple of cavalry cavalry there, uh, Frizzell and the like. But no, 44 points in 45, very, very quiet, poor minutes again. And Jack Bird, another one that got through the game. So 21 points, nothing to write home about for Supercoach. But thankfully enough for him, got through the game unscathed. Anything else, mate? I mean, that was the Spooner Bowl, wasn't it? Oh, mate, did you see us play in the in Manly? Oh, I, I don't know. And yes, it was wet and all that sort of stuff. But uh, you'd be you'd be steering clear of anyone of note. These uh, mm. sides, uh, it's going to be a long season for both of them. Certainly is, mate. And it's been a relatively long pod here, but we've got through it all. Round one, it's where all the magic happens, where Supercoach uh, is back well and truly. NRL is back as well. How good. Life as we know it has resumed <laughs> as per normal. Um, hopefully, with all this COVID stuff floating around, there's very little interruption to the NRL season itself. But uh, like me, I'm sure you're just glad that there's some footy back on the telly. Absolutely, mate. How good was it to get home from work on a Thursday and and watch some rugby league or hang out at the pub for three days and uh have your better <laughs> half not speaking to you yeah <laughs> that's that's You're rugby right, league that's rugby league <laughs> love it mate anyway for, for sc talk we'll be back this week with the normal pods we'll have all the gear up on the site there so keep an eye out there hope all things turn out well for you on monday lockout there and that you did pretty well here but timmy thank you very much and quick shout out for the pod yeah, Sporting Woods podcast. Uh, we'll be releasing rugby league episodes every Tuesday morning. So, um, would love to see everyone there. And the final of simulated online cricket will be Tuesday night. So, tune in to Sporting Woods. Great gear, mate. Love the podcast. Give it, give it a listen, everyone, and give your love to a cowboy man. JT and Timmy here will bid you goodbye until next week. Give your love to a cowboy man.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.